So I personally diversify who my mentors are so that I'm not going to one source constantly for one piece of advice. And that really helps because you're getting this diversity of thought and they introduce you to other people. So you continue to build out your network and that network effect is, I mean, you can't even put a price on it really. Hey friend, it's David Davinsky here in Brooklyn. Here at the Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your portfolio career and design the life that you want to live. Today's conversation is with Janice Omadeki. Uh, Janice and I actually worked together a couple of years ago, and it's been really amazing and awesome to watch her journey, her ascension, the company that she's been building, the Mentor Method. You will learn about how she built the company um, initially as a uh, as a side hustle, uh, how she was thinking about transitioning from a side hustle to going full time, um, the value of accelerators, um, proven tactics and approaches, and and how to learn about mentorship, how to find mentors, and so much more. So if you're interested in mentorship um, and building a side hustle, growing a company, this episode is for you. As always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCurvePodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which has the best insights from the podcast and front source job opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Janice. Janice, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, so it's kind of sometimes I always try to think about like how to start a podcast recording. Like it's got to be like fun and, you know, uh, like interesting icebreaker question. And I was just kind of, I just was more like reflecting of like, this is really cool to, to chat with you after, um, you know, knowing you for, for many years and stuff. And I just was really grateful for this. I know it feels like a blast from the past, but at the same time, I've evolved so much since our Cassidy Turley days. And I can tell that you have too. So it's really great to reconnect today. Yeah. Evolution. I like that. I agree. I definitely have had many, uh, different life chapters and stuff. And I think, you know, many people went through different life chapters in the last couple of years, just in general, but well, cool. Maybe one place, you know, obviously want to talk about your company. Um, and we were talking about a little bit before about kind of how it got started a little bit and, you know, through, uh, through the podcast, like to kind of profile people that are kind of building things on the side and, and kind of how they're were able to do that and, and stuff like that. And, Maybe talk to us a little bit about, you know, starting to, to think about your company and your idea and stuff while also working and talk to us a little bit about that, Janice. Sure. Well, I got the idea for the mentor method when I was working for a large management consulting firm. So what ended up being my last year there, um, the creative director for my department asked me to build a mentorship program for 150 people, all virtual on top of my, you know, 70 plus hour work week at that point. And being an overachiever um, and a top performer, I wasn't going to say no. But when I was asked to build this, I immediately got PTSD and flashbacks of my days in defense contracting, where anytime I signed up for a corporate mentorship program, I was just matched to the only woman or underrepresented executive that also signed up for the engagement. And that was the core of the matching, just externally, superficially based connections. So I wanted to do better for my team. I'm a connector. I don't know if it's because I'm a Leo and a middle child, but I love bringing people together. And I've always been really curious about what makes relationships stick. What I realized was that chemistry was a big piece that was missing in the way that people were matching. Also, most people use like a LinkedIn profile and, 
you know, maybe a paragraph or two from someone's boss to figure out who they should get connected to. And that's not actually helpful. So I looked online for a tool that was scalable, inclusive, and easy to use. And I just couldn't find it. So I built this, you know, mock-up MVP version just for my team, really, and to give me time back. But when I saw the results from that program, that was really rewarding. And there was just something about the mentor method. I mean, it didn't even have a name yet. It was just a thing that I was working on, but I was obsessed with it. Like I would work on it nights and weekends. I still have like some of the notebooks I used where I would write down potential, like potential company names. I still have my very first and very embarrassing business plan <laughs> for it. But yeah, that, that's really how it got started in terms of, you know, working on it as a side hustle. I was very intentional. Even though I was working remotely, I would still time block my time. So maybe I would work on the mentor method five to seven work and then five till whenever would be my time to, you know, work out, um, work on the mentor method until I got to a place where I was ready to take it on full time. I wasn't going to do that until I had at least nine months of savings um, saved up for like expenses and everything else. Once that was done, I actually ended up getting into the Mass Challenge Accelerator, one of the top 20 programs in the country, and it was here in Austin. So I was supposed to be here for four months, and here we are four years later. Wow, four months to four years. Um, and, and it sounded like the Mass Challenge really was kind of a, um, uh, you know, a big catalyst. What Talk to us a little bit about that kind of moment or what, what happened there and you know, kind of how that may have changed things for you. Yeah, well, we were pre-revenue at that time. Um, We had one proof of concept with a different management consulting firm. And I had applied to multiple accelerator programs because it's a great way as a first-time founder, you know, most of my network was in graphic design and the business space, nothing in entrepreneurship or, you know, the HR tech space because I was a graphic designer previously. So It was a great way for me to meet mentors that could help me refine my entrepreneurship acumen. I had already studied entrepreneurship from MIT and strategic management from Harvard, but it was a good way to like actually see business in application versus just case studies. So in addition to meeting mentors, you also get really close to your cohort members. And I would call them peer mentors because they're in the trenches getting bloodied and dirty, just like you. And you're all trying to figure out similar problems like product market fit, customer acquisition costs, team building, all of those early stage concepts that have to be refined in order for you to really enter into the market successfully. So those are big value adds. And with Mass Challenge being one of the top 20 in the country, they have phenomenal mentors and incredible programming. And yeah, it was just a really good opportunity. So you get advisors and stuff. So then you're uh, through Mass Challenge and seems like mentorship, uh, like there's a lot of parallels to that between kind of on a personal side, right? You know, Mass Challenge in one way uh, could have served as, you know, your, you know, your company's board of advisors kind of, you know, obviously loosely and stuff. And it seems like through your work with the mentor method of like uh, encouraging people and helping people to kind of create their own personal board of advisors. How, how do you, and you mentioned kind of like chemistry is important and stuff, but what do you think when uh, people say, oh, I just, I just need a mentor. Uh, like, I, I just like, like, you know, I just feel stuck, but if I just had a mentor, like everything would be, you know, just so much better. Like right. uh, I can imagine you get that question a bunch. And so I apologize for asking it, but curious to hear your response of when someone says, oh wait, that's your company. Oh yeah. I need a mentor. I, I, if I just had a mentor, 
how, how do you kind of try to dissect and, and that, uh, that question? Yeah. I mean, I usually start by saying congratulations on knowing that mentorship is important. You know, it's a big relationship in your career. And I think everybody should be building up their board of professional advisors. So I always encourage it. And then I encourage people to think strategically about it. So I'll ask questions like, well, a mentor in what? What are you seeking to refine? Where are you trying to go? And if it's a response like, well, I'm not sure. I just want to make another $300,000 next year. It's like, okay, well, that's going to take more than a mentor because it's not a magic wand. You know, as a mentee, you do 99.9% of the work and the mentor joins you in that journey by providing guidance and helping you see what landmines you need to avoid stepping on because they've gone through that journey as well. Yeah. And how do you think uh, people should approach, I mean, you know, your company is a lot more as a B2B and works with like large companies and stuff. But for individuals uh, like myself, like if I was going to send an email to someone today saying, hey, will you be my mentor? How, how do you think I should kind of approach that? Or how do you think people should think about approaching people to ask them to be their mentor? Think about the way that you would want to be approached and approach your mentor that way. If you were at an event, And somebody just came running up to you and was like, David, oh my God, I know that you're an expert in podcast creation. I have this idea. Here's my pitch deck. Here's my pitch on and on and on. Will you help me say yes? That's going to be a little off-putting, right? And I've seen that happen time and time again in mentor relationships where somebody will be infatuated by number of followers or the title that someone has without actually taking the time to get to know them. So what I encourage people to do is just take your time, start with an informational meeting, get to know them, let them get to know you and really um, evaluate if there's a mutually beneficial professional relationship that can be sort of cultivated over time. After you set, you know, those informational coffees, having some type of goal that you want to work on goes a very long way. And I would say maybe a couple months after you meet this person, depending on how frequently you're meeting, then you may make the formal ask and say, David, you know, I've really enjoyed working with you on these things. Um, I've learned so much such as X, Y, and Z. What do you think about scheduling maybe a meeting once every other month for an hour where I can share what I'm working on and I can just ask you a few questions and we have time to catch up. I believe that having you as a mentor and having you in my corner will help me achieve X, Y, and Z significantly faster than how I would have accomplished it without your guidance and advice. And then leave it at that. If they say they don't have the bandwidth, that's okay because you want a mentor that's enthusiastic and available. So it really parallels, you know, what you see in the dating world too, right? So you want to make sure that you're giving your mentor enough room to breathe. If it's not a fit, that's okay. You can find mentorship in other people. Other piece of advice I would give is just not to assume that one mentor will solve all of your problems. Again, mentorship is really on you know, the responsibility of the mentee. So I personally diversify who my mentors are so that I'm not going to one source constantly for one piece of advice. And that really helps because you're getting this diversity of thought and they introduce you to other people. So you continue to build out your network and that network effect is, I mean, you can't even put a price on it really. Yeah. Um, how, many, um, how many mentors would you say you have these days? Oh, Good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, now I feel like I'm at the Oscars where I'm supposed to read off a list of people and I know I'm going to forget someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I have 
four that I'm consistently in communication with, and I'm so grateful for all of them. Yeah. And it sounds like I really like how you talked about being kind of like explicit of just like, Hey, I'd like to maybe similar to dating, right? Like I'd like to take this kind of relationship to the next level. Is that a fit for you? Is that exciting for you? Is that interesting to you for X, Y, Z reasons? You know, here's why I think it could be appealing to you based upon what we've talked about before. Um, But it seems like that, like being explicit is important. It is. I would say um, being explicit and intentional and being a human first. Mentors are not superheroes as much as we, you know, obviously with my company, we believe in the power of mentorship, but they're also people. And when you combine those three, then you have a space of psychological safety for both you and your mentor, which then leads to more vulnerability, deeper conversations, and you can end up advancing in your career as a mentee four times faster and five times faster if you're a mentor. Wow. Wait, can you repeat those stats again? That's crazy. Yeah. Four times faster. Um, You get promoted four times faster as a mentee, if you have mentors in your corner and as a mentor, because it's such a reflective time period and you can learn from your mentee in other areas of your professional career and it keeps you relevant and up to date. Um, you can actually get promoted five times faster. Hmm. Uh, love that. And so uh, we talked about kind of approaching uh, call it more accomplished or more experienced, uh, people talk to us a little bit about kind of like the power of peer to peer mentors and how that relationship might be different than, uh, you know, the kind of the more experienced mentor. People typically believe that your mentor has to be somebody 10 plus years ahead of your career, have a certain title. I have found so much value in peer mentorship. The way that we define peer mentorship is somebody within that two to five year range of experience compared to where you are and either your coworkers, or maybe it's a friend of a friend, but really in the same stage of life and same stage of career where you can get practical, tangible advice, knowing that they're in the similar situation. So for example, if we're, um, we just finished Techstars March 23rd, amazing, amazing program. And yeah, Amos Schwartz-Farb and Trevor and Autumn Manning and all these amazing mentors are incredible super grateful for them. There is also a lot of value in the side conversations I would have with those in my cohort where we're saying, okay, how are you organizing your schedule for tech stars plus sales meetings, plus team obligations and sharing best practices or sharing which tools to use? Like one of my cohort members, Carrie showed me this um, tool called Fathom that transcribes all of your Zoom meetings for you. That's so helpful because then you don't have to, you know, worry about writing down every single detail or forgetting something, you have a transcript that you can just go through and highlight and document that way. But that's a very, you know, low level example. But what I found is you want to be around people that they haven't been far enough removed from where you are, that they're almost jaded and forget. Like when I'm talking to a college student that's, you know, freshman year, sometimes even on me, I forget what it was like to be 18 and know absolutely nothing. But if I'm talking to somebody that is, you know, starting their first business, they're in that pre-seed, seed round, they're trying to figure out product market fit. I remember that very well because that was me, you know, two years ago. So we're able to have an exchange and dialogue that's very practical and relevant without it seeming as though, you know, I'm in a higher positioning or anything like that. And I think when you're in that environment, 
you feel more encouraged to be even more vulnerable with that person because you know that they get it. They just felt the same thing you did, you know, even six months ago. And that vulnerability, uh, openness leads to deeper conversations and dialogue, et cetera, and and then share better learnings, et cetera. And do you think it's easier in, as more and more people are working remotely to find mentors, you know, outside your company, um, have you seen any kind of stats or anything related to that of like how, you know, maybe people are more open to connecting because, you know, uh, like if you had to reach out to somebody that doesn't work at your company and ask for, you know, just, you know, sh- share ideas and start to develop rapport. Have you seen anything like stats related to like, whether that's been easier kind of post pandemic? Yeah. So it has been easier for people to create these connections because, at a very you know, cellular human level, we're meant to build communities. And so that's why we have the phrases like it takes a village or you know, expanding in your career, you need your board of advisors. And that's why we believe in networking so much because you need people around you to help you evolve in all ways of your life. And so what we found, especially during the pandemic was that there was an increased need for connection regardless of what that connection was. And people were more open to say, accepting a LinkedIn message or doing you know, a 30 minute informational Zoom conversation because they also wanna connect with somebody despite not being able to leave their homes or having a limited you know, reach to connect with people. Also now in 2022, I mean, the future of work is just so different and you want to make sure that you're getting that diversity of thought and everyone is in a similar place where they're trying to figure out who they are now compared to who they were, you know, two, three years ago. And yeah, people are more open to connecting. They're more open to sharing their stories. They're more open to listening and really building those relationships. Yeah. As part of this, um, you know, as we start to identify mentors, we start to work with them and collaborate with them and, you know, help each other out. Um, And you mentioned kind of like the dating aspect. Do you do you think mentorship should be kind of like defined? Like, is there, or like, do you kind of break up with mentors and say like, you know, Hey, let's do this for like a couple of months. And then, you know, do you see any strengths uh, to saying like, Hey, I'd love to, you know, formalize things for a couple of months. And then at the end of a couple of months be like, Hey, just want to let you know, like, this was really helpful. Like, that's all I was really, like, really curious about. Like, let's stay in touch, but like, you're kind of not off the hook, but like things are we're moving to a next phase. Do you, do you see anything like that? Yeah. I recommend people have a clear end date with some of their mentors or know that you're working on one or two things and provide updates on that and naturally let the relationship take its course. If you're in a structured mentorship environment, then you know the clear start and end date. If you're working with somebody on something and you feel like it's resolved, I don't think it's necessary to you know, have to say, okay, your time is up. Thank you so much. Goodbye. You just end up transitioning into a different type of relationship. And most people understand that, what that means and what that looks like and won't be offended by that. And uh, do you think it's, um, is it, uh, you were talking about how kind of like the future of work and how work is changing and stuff. Do you think it's more and more important for people these days to like, to know that maybe, you know, companies may not help them out as much with career development and, and mentorship, like maybe they have in the past. Like, do you kind of, we talked about how it's easier, but yeah, any thoughts around like, Hey, this is, you know, this is really important. Like don't kind of wait for people to just like kind of show up as your mentors or that your company is going to do this. Obviously then 
companies are thinking more and more about, you know, talent retention and uh, employee engagement and employee satisfaction more these days. But um, yeah, any, any thoughts on, on that topic? Yeah. Luck favors the prepared, you know, (laughs) and the early bird gets the worm and all of those other sayings, right. There's some truth to that. So being proactive, being self-aware will help you because if you don't know what you need to work on and you don't know what your strengths and not strengths are, a mentor won't be able to help you determine those. It's really up to you to figure out what you want to work on. Be open to their advice, right? If you go in and you're thinking that you need to refine one skill set, and they say, hmm, maybe it's this one, test both and see what happens. But um, yeah, I think that'd be my advice on that one. Yeah. The, um, you know, talking about kind of luck and fortune favors that prepared and stuff. Yeah. I kind of have a little bit of a theory that people can be kind of one email away from, you know, something special, meaningful, uh, material. Absolutely. Has there been an example where that's popped up for you of like, Oh, wow. If I never, if I didn't learn about mass challenge or, you know, like, is there anything like that Janice that you look back on and you're like, that was crazy. Welcome to every day as a startup founder, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) every day I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person answered this email or, um, you know, I think back on, so one of my mentors is Gwen Houston. She's the former global head of diversity, equity, and inclusion for Microsoft. And we met around this time last year when we were raising a pre-seed round. One of my other mentors, Brenda, introduced us and it was just an informal introductory conversation. And it feels like I've known her my entire life and not just one year. But I do think about, you know, man, just that one introduction, this is how, you know, we acquired more customers. And this is how, you know, we were able to close that round of funding. And it helps motivate us to think about different approaches, because she's exactly the type of person that, you know, would have purchased something like the mentor method. So I think it's important just for founders and professionals in general to take some time to practice gratitude. Because those emails like you're talking about on your theory about being, you know, one email away, you could also be one email away from the worst news possible, right? And so being able to be grateful for those positive emails is just, I think it takes you a lot further. One email away on the negative. Oh, it's true. 50 50 (laughs) shot. (laughs) Um, And so, and, and so you mentioned, you know, tech, uh, mass challenge and tech stars and stuff like that. What, what has kind of surprised you as you've been kind of growing the company for, you know, people that have these kind of side hustles or personal Mm. projects and stuff like that. And they're, you know, might have ambitions to, you know, build a a really meaningful business that's having a, you know, impact on people's lives, any kind of surprises or lessons learned that have jumped out to you so far. Being comfortable with not knowing things has been huge. Just saying, I don't know the answer to this one. Who can I ask? Because it gives you an opportunity to learn from so many other people, test things, and having that sort of learning mindset enables you to just grow so much faster. Once you're really open to receiving abundance, I know this isn't the direction we're supposed to be taking this, but once you're really open to receiving that abundance and growth, it is fascinating how quickly things will come together. Like there have been moments where I'm like, okay, I'm open to receiving this type of growth, whether it's for me personally as a CEO and founder or for my company and just being intentional and focusing on that. I mean, we 
have been able to shave off quarters of time just by, you know, really setting that intention and allowing that flywheel to move forward. Um, I was also surprised by the relationship between focusing on your mental health and focusing on your business. There was a period of time with the mentor method where I was just like oxygen mask on the business only. And you have to, right? I mean, I think we've all had those 18, 20 hour work days and sometimes they're necessary, but it's also important that if you're having a 20 hour you know, work day, maybe go for a walk. You know, that one hour of going for a walk or talking to your family won't hurt your business. And once I started prioritizing my mental health and well-being, I started sleeping better, which then helps me make better decisions, with that, which then helps me be a more impactful leader for my team of nine people right now, helps us be strategic. It helps me get my team what they need from me in order to continue to do exceptional work. So I'm a big believer in oxygen mask on your mental health first, because everything else stems from that well-being. Mm. Well, is there... Um certain rituals or practices or that you cultivate uh, or use to cultivate? Yeah. So practicing gratitude is a big one. Get a therapist. They're great. Um, Interview them the way you would interview a mentor to find the best fit for you. They're not all one size fits all. Practicing that self-awareness and really knowing where your strengths and not strengths are is a big one. Um, And then giving yourself grace and compassion to just be a human. There's a notion if you open up Fast Company or Entrepreneur or any of those other ones, and yes, I've been featured in those, but you know, when you flip through some of the cover stories, they can give you an impression that these people were born into greatness and they woke up day one of life, you know, immediately knowing everything about their business. They knew that they were going to IPO and here they are. And that's just not the case for everyone, Right. So I think um, being practical and giving yourself just some room to be a human being, you're going to fail. You're going to fail every day in some way. So you might as well get used to that and have a better practice around, okay, that didn't go the way I thought it would. How am I doing? How is the team doing? How can we use this? What something that appears to be a negative as a positive? Like, what did we actually learn from these moments that'll help us better the company, better the team and continue moving in those directions? Yeah. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we talked a lot about the different ways, like different approaches of mentorship. Talked about building your company. Uh, Nine people. Wow. Yeah. All full-time? All but two. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. We have the best team in the market. I love every single one of them. Um, Is there anything else you think that we missed about about mentorship? Is there... Mm. I know obviously it's a, you know, a big topic and you, you know, have a company on this and stuff, but is there any kind of other trends related to mentorship that, you know, you're really excited about? As it relates to people building their side hustles, leverage accelerator programs. If you can find one applicable for your business, it saves you so much time. You can meet team members, you get good exposure and they're, they're experts across the key areas of building your business that will really help you refine those. And it's a safe space to build, knock the blocks down and try again. You don't always get an opportunity to take your side hustle into you know, the limelight, if you will. So leveraging those accelerator programs will help you kind of determine if you even want to. I would also say um, it's okay to have a side hustle that does not go IPO. Do not fall to the pressure that you know, if you're building a candle making company, that's amazing. 
you don't necessarily need to put pressure on yourself to now compete with, I don't even know what kind of Yankee candles or something, right? If it's fulfilling for you and if you can build a repeatable sales process and it becomes a lifestyle business, good for you. If it turns into something that goes IPO or gets acquired, that's amazing too. But I think um, there's so much pressure to turn a side hustle into this, you know, 20 million ARR company in a year. And sometimes that's just not the case. And if that's not for you, that is okay. It's for me, you know, that's what we're doing with the mentor (laughs) method for sure, but that's not for everybody. And I think it's important to just respect both pathways. Love that. Cool. Well, as people want to continue to stay in touch and continue to learn and stuff, and uh, what would be the best ways to do so? Yeah, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, actually, not follow me on LinkedIn, Janice Omadeki. Shoot me a message there, and then we can figure out the best pathway to connect. Cool. Uh, well, Janice, thank you so much. Uh, this is so great. And uh, yeah, excited for what's next for you all and can't wait to keep on rooting for you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for this. Thank you for your time. Hey friend, thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. Would love to hear what you learned and what you enjoyed. Um, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever is best for you. And as a reminder, I'm just one email away as well. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away which includes the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.